Welcome to Hair Blazers, the podcast where salon owners and industry specialists share their knowledge. Our mission is to empower owners and elevate salons through conversations about what matters most to you. One of the biggest misconceptions in our industry is that a higher commission percentage equals higher earnings. There are many elements that go into setting your commission percentages as an owner and understanding your commission percentages as a hairstylist. Today, we're going to dive into service fees. Today, I'm welcoming back Jody Ohama, who is a former salon owner, which will be very helpful in this conversation. Yes. Um, and a leadership guru as well. And today, we are talking about um, the world of commission salons and more specifically, service charges. Yeah, service costs and commission salons, right? We're going to have this conversation yes. about this. Highly, highly misunderstood. Very misunderstood. Um, lots of questions out there. So this episode, I think, will be great for salon owners as well as um, stylists. stylists. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I want to start by a little, a little mini story here. And so I was reading the Aveda Facebook group. And I know this doesn't just happen in Aveda salons. It happens in all salons. And somebody put the question in, what does everybody make commission in their salons? And I was just like, get me some popcorn and I'm just going to read through all just these the answers. So, and it was exactly what I expected. You have people saying, oh, I make 50. Oh, I make 35. But then there's this amount coming off as a service charge. Oh, I don't have service charges. I make 75. Oh, you're so lucky. It was just, it was crazy. The amount of different answers I was looking at. And there were a few people that kind of had the same thought as me, which was like, you need to look at the whole picture. Commission is not just a percentage so much. So service charges, service costs, service fee, whatever it's called, plays a big role in what mm. you're taking home, like what a stylist takes home. And also for a salon owner, like what you're actually netting in your business after all your costs and you're paying out all your stylists. So maybe Jody, you can talk about kind of what a service fee or service charge is and why it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. You know, I think that's so. you said you're on this Facebook group and um, really the question that people are wanting to know is how much money people are making. Yes. It's not really about no. the percentage of commission. It's really about like how much money are people making? And that's a very different conversation than percentage. And that, that idea that a commission percentage is how much money you make. It's not. It's not. No. So yeah, so service fees or service costs, how I've sort of seen it in the industry. Again, like you said, I was a salon owner. I had multi-locations. Mm -hmm. I've also been in the industry for uh, over 30 years, which is crazy oh to me. And I have the great pleasure of being a salon coach with Cunity, which is an organization in the States. So I work with lots of different salons. So service fees, sometimes it includes, you know, just all the fees to do the service. So it could be like cleaning. It could be sometimes marketing's in there. Sometimes credit card fees. Credit, Yeah. Credit card fees is a big one. Like towels, towels, yeah, products, like all that sort of yes. stuff. Like what is the, what is the cost of doing a service? All right. So that's sort of what we're talking about. We're talking about service costs. And I think for salon owners, as well as stylists, it's really important to understand how you recoup those costs. Those costs happen. You have to pay for those costs mm -hmm. no matter what. It's not like they're, you know, it's not like you can choose to not pay for mm -hmm. them. So, you know, how are you paying for them? How are you taking them out of the prices that clients are paying? And then how are you paying your stylists on commission? Yeah, absolutely. So I know you went through a lot of them already, but like, you were talking about color, shampoo, foils, towels, credit card fees on services and retail, but also like tips is your, you know, is your salon owner allowing your guests to pay through credit cards? Right, because right. if they're not, you're definitely not making as much in tips as a lot of people. It's, it's a well-known fact. People often pay more when they're 
in tips when they're paying on a credit card. The operational costs like electricity, water, cleaning supplies, assistance, frontline. Who do you have working guest services? Yeah. Are you washing your own guests? Like there's so there's so many parts to it. Marketing, education, vacation pay, and health benefits. Yeah, there's all these. Like there's so many fee, there's so yes. many costs of running a business, yes. right? Regardless if you are in a commission salon, a team-based salon, a chair rental, yeah. a suite, like all of those costs, you have to pay for those costs somehow. So we see it in service costs. We see it um, when we're talking about that specifically with commission. You know, there are a few different ways that salons sort of um, do this or approach. Yeah, their maybe break fees. it down for people who yeah. Need to understand. I think the most common way is where a salon will take the service fee. So whatever that is, whether it's a percentage, oftentimes it's a percentage mm-hmm. or a dollar amount. Um, they'll take that off of the service price, and then they'll pay commission on what's left over. Right. So for example, if a service costs $100 yes. um, and the service fees are $20, the $20 comes off that 100 and the commission is paid on the $80. That That's what I see most often, yes. you know, is that the service, the, you know, the service costs come at the top, commission comes off there. I've also seen in quite a few salons do this is where the salon will do it where it's just a lower commission. So say it'll be like a 35% commission, but that's off everything. Yes. So that's off, you know, so there's no it's just, fee. right. There's no service fee. There is of course a service fee because we still always have to pay a service fee, but you're yes. not seeing it broken out that way. So this is a good example of when someone says I make 35% commission and right. someone says I make 50% commission. Right. You can't compare the two. Right. You having service fees taken yeah. off the other, not so much, right. Yeah. Or before. For example, you know, 50% yes. of 80. So again, if we have that service yep. price of 100 minus $20 of service fees, mm-hmm. so $80. So it's 50% of 80. That means someone's being paid $40, okay? If you have a $100, same same scenario, $100, but they're paying, getting paid 40% commission mm-hmm. of $100, same thing, $40. $40. Um, Absolutely. So... <laughs> So those are, so that's, so the first one is, okay, you're taking the product costs. They're essentially splitting the product costs with the salon, you know, the salon, they're both saying, okay. And then now commission is on the rest. The other one is like, okay, they're not taking out any of the product costs. So you're getting a, a lower percentage of commission. And the other way that I've seen it is also where there's commissions, say you get a 60 or 75% commission, mm-hmm. but then you pay the product costs. When I say you, it's the stylist. Right. So again, so maybe you're getting paid 75% on that hundred is $75. But if it's 20, $20, then you're paying for that from your 75. So that might be that option. And then the, another, the fourth example that I see is just putting that service cost right to the client. Right. So here's the service fee. It's a separate ticket or it's a separate line item on the ticket. And keeping with that in mind, if that's the way that you're getting paid, is that in that case, you're not making commission on on any of that product. So if like a guest is paying for extra formulas, that does take you extra time. But in that case, you're not getting paid on it. So that's something else to think about as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like a finite amount. Another thing to keep in mind is also the salon itself. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're looking at one salon that has a higher service fee than another salon. Well, maybe take a look at why that is. Do they have a marketing team? What services do they provide for their employees? Do they have health benefits? Do they give free education? Like there's so many things to look at. And maybe is it, you know, a higher end salon where you're able to charge a lot more? Because if you're charging more than you're charging now and you might have a higher service fee, you're probably still coming out on top with how much money you're making, which in the end is what it's about. 
Like, yeah. And that's like, again, like I really can't stress that enough. It's like, it's not about the commission percentage. It's about how much money you make. So you could go to a salon where you're charging a hundred dollars, right. And you're getting 55% commission, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really, that's highly unlikely sustainable businesses, sustainable salons, really about 45% is the highest commission that a salon can pay if they're delivering all those other things, you know, that make a business Mm -hmm. great, you know, education, marketing, you know, health benefits, blah, blah, blah. To go back to that thing that we said earlier around, it's not about the actual percentage of commission. It's about how much money. That's really what we care about or what stylists care about. And I shouldn't say just care about, but it's really like how much money are you making? So same thing. If you're working in a salon that you can only charge $100 for the service and you're getting 50%, great. That's okay. But what about working in a salon where you can charge $150 for your service and get paid 50%? That's a different, you know, it's $50 versus 75. And then the other things you have to think about too, it's what is the salon paying for? You Mm -hmm. know, is the salon providing education? Are they providing marketing? Is someone doing your laundry? Is someone booking your appointments? Is someone doing the guest follow-up? Is someone doing, you know, all those things? Like all of those have costs and expenses. Mm -hmm. And fine, if you don't want to pay those and you, you're an independent, then you just have to factor that those hours are also included in Absolutely. in your work, right? So it's not actually, again, it's not about uh, the commission or the percentage. It's really oh, about... Just so many factors. I know, just sitting here thinking of just so many other things yeah. as well. It's like, figure out what's most important to you. Yeah. And yeah. if, you know, if, you know, charging a, a more money or having more growth isn't something that's like super important to you, then maybe you don't need to go to the, the salon that does that and maybe has a slightly higher service fee. Well, yeah, like that's the thing. It's like you you, you can, I always say this, I'm like 100% of nothing. Still nothing. Is still nothing, right? Like <laughs> yeah. so, and 50% of something substantial is a lot. Absolutely. You know, so it really does depend on, you know, what's the, you know, reputation of that salon. Yes. Like, are they getting new clients? Yeah. Are they, you know, are they doing all those things? How right? long have they been open for? How long have they been open? Yeah, because you, know? you definitely it... want to be working at a salon that is able to grow, be sustainable. Um, and that's not going to come if they're not making money as well, right. right? It's not like a dirty thing for a salon. A salon needs to make money. Yeah, it's of course. Also, um, when you look at big picture, and I think there's moments where stylists maybe feel like, look at all this money I'm bringing in and like, they're just pocketing this money. You hear, you hear it often, right? They're pocketing mm-hmm. this money. When in reality, like most salons on services are netting like around 5%. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a huge amount. No, it's not. And you know, we really work with, we really work with salons to try and be minimum 10% profitability, yep. right? But yeah, and I think it's important for everyone to do the math, you know, salon owners and stylists to do the math. That that mentality of like, oh, well, the salon owner is pocketing yes. 50%. You know, I'm getting paid 50%. The salon owner is pocketing 50%. Mm-hmm. Well, I want everyone to just make a list of like all the expenses it costs to, to own a salon or mm-hmm. to run a salon. And, you, you know, you have the things like rent and utilities and mm-hmm. insurance and, you know, credit card fees, like all these things. When you actually do the math of everything, very little is left over. Like you have to, for salon owners, you have to really love the industry. You really have to want to make an impact in people's lives, right? Yeah. It's not about getting rich. It's like, not. That's for sure. It's not. <laughs> but I wish. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. And it's all, yeah, it is about passion. You can't just do it yeah. just because you think that there's a ton of money to be made. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You can make money, but yes. it's not, it's, it's hard work, yeah. you know, like it is constantly striving to be better, mm-hmm. constantly, you know, managing your business well, constantly leveling up your own skills. I think something that is a good step for salon owners to take who might feel like they're in that position where they're, you know, some of their stylists might be feeling like, 
oh, I feel like the salon's, you know, making all this money off of me is be transparent. You know, at your next staff meeting, break it down. Oh yeah. Show your stylist where the money's going. And I think they'll feel a lot better about it. You'll feel a lot better about it. And it's just a good way to kind of bring both sides together because you don't want to have people feeling resentful. Yeah. I have this great activity that we've done in quite a few salons. You know, you have hundred dollars, you know, a hundred dollar bills or in Canada, you know, a hundred loonies and <laughs> yeah. you say, okay, out of like in every month of this hundred dollars, like how many dollars has to go to rent, you know, and ask oh, the team yeah. how much you think, like, what are all the costs that, that are associated? And it's pretty easy. Like it's, it's, it's never, I've never done that activity where we have money left over. Right. You know, Darn so it. it's, I know, yeah, which is, you know, yeah. of course that's not the case. Of yeah. course we can manage our business yes. well. Right. And we want to make sure that we're intentional with our spending and all that. But yeah, if you start thinking about it, like just think about a class, like how much does education cost? How much does health yes. benefits cost? How much does a CPP and EI yes. and payroll taxes and vacation, vacation yeah. pay and, you know, all of these things, cleaning, cleaning supplies, products, like it just is crazy. Is. Like you just go down the list of like, yeah. what are all the expenses? So however you choose to take part in this industry. So, you know, again, as if you're a stylist, you're a chair rental, if you're a uh, suite, if you're working mm -hmm. in a commission salon or a team-based salon or you're a salon owner, it's important to really... Mm -hmm look at the big picture you know that's a it's a crazy assumption or misconception that you know salon owners are raking in yeah, it's, not true. it's still a great business yeah. to have you know you can make such a huge impact like i said but um and you can be profitable yes but you do have to love it can't you people don't buy a salon to to make money yeah. you know to it easily, can't just not, be that yeah, yeah it, it's really about the impact that you can make in the community and make money love that provide and as a stylist you know, if you're trying to figure out, well, then I don't know, like, am I making what I should be making? I mean, really, first of all, what should you be making? Like, that's something for you to decide. And if you want to know kind of what you're making, a great activity is to find out how many hours you're working. Say, like, I did this for our team, you know, a compensation versus commission. How many hours did they work over the year? Like working hours behind yeah. the chair? How much money did they make? Figure out what they're making hourly. hourly. And yeah, I, think I think you might be surprised one. when yeah, you I think look it's at a great one. You know, hourly. The reality is like how much money are you making an hour? It's not about, um, again, it just get rid of that commission yes. percentage. Like, you know, because yeah. I know lots of $100,000 plus stylists who mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, it's not about the commission, yeah. right? So yeah, the hourly, I think that's a really great activity. And even doing it on a monthly, like how much am I making an hour? And include tips in there because this is, a, yes. this is an industry where we can make great tips, yes. right? So that's also part of your wage. And then when you know that, when you think about it, like our industry is so accessible, you know, it's like you go to school for 10 months, yes. you have an apprenticeship for a couple of years, again, depending on the province. Like, I love this industry that mm -hmm. it's, you know, it has that ability. Six, you know, anyone can enter this industry and make a great living. Like six figures is not a difficult thing to do in our industry. It takes time. It, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, and it takes efforts, of course, mm -hmm. but it's totally possible. It totally possible in all areas. Like I've seen it. Like, yep bunch of different cities and stuff so yeah i think the hourly like truly understanding what you make hourly mm -hmm. and then compare it to other industries is pretty awesome agreed yeah it's pretty great let's talk about service fees uh as a salon owner mm -hmm. you know it that. is i think really important for salon owners to understand where their money is going yes you know and to actually have it budgeted proactively to say okay here's you know i I have X amount of dollars for this, you know, based on the percentage of your sales, this is going to this. Um, again, I think too many salon owners get in that place of reactivity where at the end of the month, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have yes. any money or I've overspent. 
and has they have no plan for you know what the next month or the next quarter. So salon owner, it's really important to understand how much can you afford on guest services? How much can you afford on inventory? How much can you afford in marketing? How much can you afford on, you know, your credit card fees? How much can you afford on rent? Like what, you know, all of those things. And again, some of those costs are fixed. You have to pay them regardless. Um, and some of them you have a little bit more control over, right? But that awareness is so important. And if as a salon owner, you're working behind the chair, I mean, don't make it so your business only survives from what you bring in. Oh, like you need to make sure it's sustainable as if, you know, at some point, ideally, as if you weren't even working behind the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Colleen, great point. You know, I know a lot of salon owners who bought themselves a job. Yes. You know, they've, they've invested a lot of money. They've invested a lot of time and now they're working behind the chair five days a week and then doing their books, doing their coaching, mentoring, whatever, yes. marketing, all that sort of stuff outside of those five days a week. And essentially when you look at that, okay. Now do the math. Now look at how many hours you're working in a week and how much you're making. Your employees are making more than you. That's for sure. Yeah, sometimes, you know. So, yeah, I think that um, it's important for salon owners to understand their service costs too, like the service fees. How do Mm -hmm. they manage this? How do they uh, ensure that they can afford them? Mm -hmm. You know, any salon owner that's saying that they can pay 75% commission, I I think that's a really desperate, that's, you know, Sadly, the cases that I've seen, yeah, yeah, sadly, the cases I've seen of that are, it's a desperation. Um, It's not sustainable, of course. Of course, it's not sustainable. So, yeah. So new talent, you know, coming in, remember, like in those first two, three, four years, you know, it's costing, most likely costing your owner's money to have you working there. You need to take time to get to the point where, you know, you're making the money that really excites you or, um, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, new talents, like again, this industry, you have the potential to make a lot of money in this industry, but it is, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of skill development. You want to make sure that you're in a great salon that's nurturing, that provides education, that provides mentoring, that provides coaching. And, you know, for the first four or five years, there's a ton of investment that has to happen in new talents, investment in time, resources, education, money, all of those things. And oftentimes you're paying as a salon owner, you're paying for a new talent, mm-hmm. their hourly wage, um, way more than than what they're right. bringing in. You know, right. so there's they're an expense to you. So a salon owner, you want to make sure that you are um, budgeting that appropriately, probably three four years, mm-hmm. um, hopefully sooner, depending on your processes mm-hmm. and your systems. And then also as a new talent stylist, just know that it's going to take some time to build. You know, hair selling is a real skill in the mm-hmm. sense of like, not only do you have to have the technical skills, you know, and you have to be really strong technically, and that's something that you have to learn. But there's this whole other mm-hmm. part of it is you have to have the business or the customer service skills. And that's, again, this whole other group of skills. That's a, that's a whole podcast yes. we can do, a separate podcast. But again, I think people entering this industry or in this being in this industry Again, salon owners or stylists, you have to know that it's not just technical. You can be great technical hairstylist, but if you don't have the the experiential stuff or mm-hmm. the if you're not providing uh, experience, mm-hmm. love that word experience. Yeah, like it's building just, relationships. Yeah, that relationship, then you're not going to be successful. Same thing. You can be amazing relationally, but if you don't have the technical skills to back you up, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult. So it's both of these. You have to work on both of these. Again, find a salon that is going to sort of foster both of them. Jody, thanks so much for doing these podcasts with me. Like I, your knowledge, um, your inspiration, like it just blows me away every time. Uh, and time flies when uh, when I'm chatting with you. So thank you for being here. My absolute pleasure, Colleen. Thanks so much for having me. I could talk about this stuff all day. So yeah, and we'll get happy, you back on here again. Happy to do it. Thanks.
Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review, share with your friends and tune in for our next episode. We appreciate you.